Good morning, everybody. Today is episode 237. I am with Karen Putz. She is in West Henrietta, New York. Karen is known as the Passion Mentor, and she is the author of multiple books, including Unwrapping Your Passion, Creating the Life You Truly Want. We're going to be talking about that book today. Uh, Karen was born with normal hearing, but she grew up hard of hearing, and she became completely deaf as a teen after a fall while barefoot water skiing. And uh, interestingly, Karen rediscovered her passion for the sport of barefoot water skiing at the age of 44, and she competed for four years. She is currently on what she calls a passion quest to barefoot water ski in all 50 states. Believe it or not, there are uh, places where you can do great water skiing in all 50 states, including Alaska and including Hawaii, of course, and even the, the desert and mountainous states that you might not think of. But she's done um, over half of the states so far in her quest. So Karen uh, specializes in helping people unwrap the gift of passion and to create more fun, joy, and adventures in their lives. She's a super inspirational story. Let's welcome Karen to the show right after this. Welcome to the Newtown Big Dreams Podcast, an interview-style talk show that's your gateway to the fabulous and fascinating people who relocated to start a new life. Whether you're new to our podcast or your city, our fellow neighbors from across Canada, North America, and the entire English-speaking world share their stories of reaching new horizons and big dreams. So sit back and relax as we navigate in-depth and intimate conversations with entrepreneurs, thought leaders, executives, creatives, and anyone who can share their story about their new town, Big Dreams. And now, here's your host, Luke J. Menkes. It's great to see you this morning, Karen. Um, now, just to let everybody know, Karen is deaf, but uh, I can understand her perfectly, so I'm sure you will too. But I just wanted to let you know that before we get started. Uh, Karen, you're in a place called West Henrietta, New York. Where is that exactly? People are always like, what's Henrietta? Where is that? It's very, very close to Rochester, New York. Okay. We're at the very bottom of Rochester, New York. Okay. So we're in upstate New Finger Lakes. Okay. So I grew up in Toronto, and Rochester is like straight across the lake. If you were flying mm -hmm. straight south, it's right there. Did you grow up there or somewhere else? I did not. I grew up in Chicago. Okay. Born and raised there, me and my husband. Um, we've been married over 30 years, and we never thought we would leave Illinois. You know, we mm -hmm. raised our kids there. But our three kids moved to Rochester, New York, and they went to school at um, RIT. So my husband and I are sitting there eating dinner for the fifth time that night watching Netflix on the couch. And we're like, why are we living here? Why don't we just move out by the kids? And right. so we did. So you did. So what's uh, what's it like out there? Is it pretty quiet or? 
very beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. We live in a subdivision on the Genesee River. Mm -hmm. So I have the river in my backyard, and um, we we have sunsets in the backyard every night. It's just absolutely beautiful. And what's it like there today with the COVID restrictions? Is it fully reopened, or people still wearing masks and being very uh, nervous? It's pretty open. Um, we have a very high vaccination rate in this state. And um, a lot of things are very open. It's almost, you know, it's kind of funny when you go into a store, you almost instinctively reach for your mask and then you realize you don't have to wear it. So it's definitely um, been wonderful to have that freedom back. Yeah, for sure. So uh, you like barefoot water skiing. And something happened when you were a teenager. Tell us the, that story. What happened? Well, I was born with normal hearing, and I grew up hard of hearing. And in high school, I discovered the sport of barefoot water skiing, and I loved it. It was a passion back then. And then one day, um, I just turned across the wake, and I slammed into the water. And when I got back into the boat, I had gone deaf at that point. Wow. So I thought, oh, I have water in my ear. You know, my hearing had fluctuated, but from that point on, I was profoundly deaf. And as you can imagine, it was an adjustment. And mm -hmm. I struggled all my entire life being hard of hearing. And here I am, deaf. Fortunately for me, I had transferred to a university and they happened to put me on a deaf floor. Mm -hmm. And there were no accidents in life, you know. So I was struggling in school. I could not lip read. My professors, you know, they're walking across the stage, and I, I no longer had any residual hearing that I could use well. So I was struggling, and I just decided one day that I was going to start learning sign language and start embracing the journey as a deaf person. Mm-hmm. And I met my husband. We've been together ever since. We have three kids that have inherited my gene, and they were all born with normal hearing. They all became deaf and hard of hearing at two years, four years, and two years of age. So we're a deaf family. I see. Interesting. What, what is it like to um, go through life like that? Is it really challenging, or do you just forget, almost forget that you're deaf? You know, I always say that becoming deaf was the greatest blessing of my life because the moment that I embraced the journey, I started meeting deaf people. You know, some, many of them do not use their voice. Many of them signed all the way and they were happy. And I'm like, well, if these people are happy being deaf, why not me? So I think part of it is when we embrace the stuff that is hard in our life, we start finding blessings in the adversity. And that's exactly what happened to me is that I just, you know, yes, it's hard at times. I've been, you know, denied service in the drive through. Mm. Um, I can't always access things. Um, technology is wonderful. It may not be perfect. There's always challenges. There's always people who um, put down deaf people or may 
and I see my value or my worth because I cannot hear. So they may think because I can't hear, I must also be, you know, lacking in the intelligence factor because I can't effectively respond in group conversations. So mm-hmm. they're trying to dumb me down a little bit. Yeah. But again, um, the blessing is embracing the journey and, you know, the whole world just opens up when you do that. Yeah. Um, you mentioned technology. Can you tell us a bit how the technology has changed since you were a teenager until now when it comes to uh, helping people with this condition? Technology has been everything. We would not be sitting here having this podcast 30 years ago. That's true. Because I wouldn't have been able to effectively lip read you. I see. I'm using a captioning device right now, and I also have interpreters that can call in and sign. So the technology today has been absolutely amazing in opening things up. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So how do I find my passion? So I'm just turned 52 years old, and uh, you say that a person can find their passion at any age. So how do I find my passion? First of all, that whole find your passion thing is sort of like a misunderstood. Mm-hmm. It's really unwrapping your passion because passion is a gift within us and all too often we let the gift sit on the shelf you know a lot of times we have this perception in our society that if you're 50 if you're 60 70 you're over the hill Mm -hmm. you're too old to be thinking new things you're too old to be a doctor too old to graduate too old whatever But passion, if you think about it, when you break it down to the fundamental thing, there's two things. Number one, passion is your joy. Mm -hmm. And immediately when you think of that, you're like, well, I know what brings me joy. You can look back in your past. There's so many clues. You can think about what's, where's your mind going today? There's many clues. What's on your Sunday list? You probably have a Sunday list that's this long. Mm-hmm. Those are clues to passion. And the thing is, many people give up because the root meaning behind passion is the willingness to suffer. Really? When we get to that stage, we often give up. I don't want to suffer. It's too hard, too much work. It's impossible. So we never get to the highest level of passion because we give up. Too soon. I see. Now, going back to finding your passion, you need to sit down and think about what brings you joy. What would you do more of if you had, quote, time, money, health, whatever it is? Um, what decision can you make today that will allow you to live very differently tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let me ask you, Luke. When you think of the word passion, how do you define it? What does it mean to you? Well, I never really thought of it in connection with suffering. So to me, uh, it means something that really excites me, something that um, I think about a lot, you know. Like I like uh, discussing politics quite a bit. I love podcasting. So these are things that I think about even if I'm at my regular job or, you know, doing other things. I'm thinking about it a lot. What do you do for fun? 
Um, so for fun, I would say those two things. So I like to debate politics and uh, I love podcasting. And uh, I've got four daughters, so two two daughters and two stepdaughters. So I like spending time with them. Uh, travel. I love driving. I've always, uh, when I used to live in Toronto, I would drive through upstate New York and go to the east coast of the states. So we would go to Virginia mm-hmm. Beach and Hilton Head Island and Florida. I just love, I lived in my car as a teenager and young adult. So. So what is one trip that you have not yet taken that if you got to the end of your life and you look back and you didn't take that trip, what would it be? Um, That's a good question. I think um, mm-hmm. maybe driving through True. Europe, driving through Europe, because I've driven all across North America. So uh, I think driving through Europe, like Italy, for sure. And when do you plan to do that trip? Oh, <laughs> I don't know. I haven't planned <laughs> it. It's on your someday You're list. Right. The problem with the someday list is too often we let that become someday instead of really making a plan for it to happen. Mm-hmm. My husband and I, we drove through um, Europe two years ago, okay. and it was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. We spent a week driving through Amsterdam, Belgium, France, Germany, and back up to Amsterdam where I spoke, and then we flew home. Nice. So there's always things you can do to make things happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Very nice. Well, what do you tell people who feel tired and burned out? Because this is pretty common these days. When you are tired and you are burned out, it means you are serving your life from the cup instead of the saucer. Okay. So what we do is you need to fill up your cup first. You cannot continually deplete your cup because there's a point where there's nothing left to serve. Mm. When you fill up your cup with your self-care, with your passion, with enjoyment, with eliminating the things that are sucking the life out of you, you start filling your cup up again. And once your cup is full, you serve from the overflow of the saucer. And when you serve from the overflow, your cup is always full. Mm. So when you are burned out, the first thing is to figure out what is leading to this burnout. What can you do differently to start bringing back the serenity, the bliss, and the joy in your life? For example, my husband and I, when we were um, living in Chicago, we had moved to a townhouse. We thought, oh, it would be wonderful. We don't have to do any work. We'll be able to do all these things. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, the townhouse was slowly sucking out my soul. Mm-hmm. It was not where I wanted mm-hmm. to be. I did not wake up in the morning thinking, oh, I love living here. So we moved. Now I get up every single day and I see this beautiful you know, backyard and sunsets and the river, and I am truly grateful. So we have to remember that we are not trees. We can pick up and move. We can go on new adventures. My mom, at the age of 87, decided to move to Nashville, where she knew no one. But she loved country mm-hmm. music. And she spent the last year of her life in Nashville. You know, 
So people, when they say, I'm too old, you know, I have a million and one stories of people who are out there living their lives. Do we have time for another story? Yeah, please. Okay. So I hear people challenge me and say, okay, Karen, so you say you can unwrap your passion at any age. What if I'm at the end of my life? And I say, oh, I have a story for you. There was a man named Alfred Day in Australia, 109 years old, moves into a nursing home to live out the last days of his life, supposedly. The nurses found out that he had been a professional knitter and a group of penguins had gotten caught in an oil spill and they needed these little sweaters. So they asked him if he would knit. Sure, 109 years old, sure. So he gets out his knitting needle and every single day he has a class for everybody in the nursing home. And he dies happily a year later at 110. So come here again. Why you can't unwrap your passion at any age. That's neat. So he taught all the other residents how to knit, and they made enough sweaters, I guess, for these penguins. Yep, he knitted those sweaters. And I guess the sweaters absorb the oil. To Yes, after the bed, it keeps them warm. Keeps them from... I see. You know, removing the oil strips them of their natural, um, yeah. you know, ability to keep warm. So the sweaters allow it to stay there until the oil builds up, the natural oil builds mm-hmm. back up. But think about it. Passion is about how you live mm-hmm. your life, not what you do. It's not the great what that we are looking for. It is the how we choose to mm-hmm. live. Do you... um? Do you have an idea why some people find their passion and others do not? Yes, there are five levels of passion that will okay. answer that. Because before, when I wrote this book, I wrote this book called Unwrapping Your mm-hmm. Passion, and this book here. And I couldn't figure the answer out to that question. Why do some people just take off with passion, other people do not? And I discovered that there were five levels of passion. And the first level is that passion is born in what we are curious mm. about. Think about that, curiosity. Then we start learning about what we're curious about. Then we get to that so-called passion stage, excitement, enthusiasm. Oh, I like this, this is exciting. This, I wanna do this the rest of my life. I wanna quit my job. I wanna move to an mm. island. That's the stage that we right. recognize. And the next stage is that awareness of, hmm, this is me. This is what I'm about. People give up between those two stages. And the final stage, the top stage of passion is the recognition stage. People recognize the energy of passion in your life. Sometimes they associate it with what you do. Like, oh, Luke, he's this amazing podcaster. No, they see your passion, they see your energy, you're at the top level of it. But many, many, many people give up between these mm-hmm. levels. After the excitement wears off, they don't want to suffer. Right. They don't want to put in the work to get to the top levels of it. I see. So that's the reason people give up because once, um, you know, you love it, you love doing it, but there's always like hard work associated with it or there's setbacks and things that happen. And a lot of people give up at that stage. 
Mm-hmm. That is so true. Or maybe the breakthrough doesn't mm. happen. Um, you've had how many episodes? Like a, almost 200 yeah. episodes? Yeah, so I published 202. This will be 236. This one here, 236. So, And I ha- have... What would it have? Yeah. What would have happened? Oh, sorry, here I've got a kid who is stuck and doesn't realize we're podcasting here. <laughs> no problem. Sorry. So, welcome to the <laughs> Dot House. So, think about this stuff. What if you gave up at episode mm-hmm. 36? Yeah, I almost did. I almost did a few times. Exactly, because it's hard. Nobody's listening. The number of views are so low. It's very discouraging. That is why people do mm. not experience passion, because they don't keep that mission, that purpose, that the bigger view, the dream mm. out of them. Yeah. So passion has to have some purpose attached to it. It has to have a dream. It has to have a drive. When people are really burned out, another thing I suggest is start a passion quest. I'm on a mission to barefoot water ski in all 50 states. That mission drives me. It gives me a purpose. It has a beginning. It has an end. Create a passion quest. It could be to um, podcast in every county in your Mm -hmm. province. Something. Anything. You know, um, it could be to interview every politician that's on Mm -hmm. your docket. You make, you make some kind of passion quest, and it drives you. Get up in the morning, and you know that quest yeah. is in front of you. I like that idea. So I would love to interview people from all 10 provinces and all 50 states um, because part of this show is geography. So I love mm-hmm. to talk about, you know, the Finger Lakes in Rochester where you're living. And every show I do that, we talk a little bit about where the person is from, and I love it because... It's almost as good as traveling. You know, when you get to talk to someone who's over there, right, on the near the East Coast and hear what life is like there, that's really great. We could just set up a call and do that anytime. So I would love to interview people from all 50 states. It would be super cool. Come on down, watch me barefoot, and we'll watch your podcast. So 50 states, um, how many states have you done so far, barefoot water skiing? I've done 21. 21, yep. And the next one, my favorite number, 22, will be in New York. And then the one after that will be in Hawaii. So uh, do you have any experiences, some that were uh, really fantastic out of those 21? Oh my gosh, every one of them. Every one of them. I'll tell you why. I met so many amazing people in each state. Every experience was awesome and wonderful. You know, in Wyoming, we went through these big canyons. It was beautiful. You know, um, in Vermont, we had the news crew come out, and I got to barefoot with one of my good friends. You know, it just, you know, actually two of my good friends at that one. We had another guy, Sparky, who came out. He just finished off 50 oh. states. So we think um, yeah. some some states are desert-like. So New Mexico, for example, is there water, enough water to barefoot water ski there? There is. 
the guy that I just mentioned, Sparky, just finished New Mexico. They had to drive four hours to get some okay. water. And uh, Alaska. You have to do Alaska. Yes, Alaska mm. in the Bay. Hopefully next year, the Beautiful. year after. I'm smoothing it out. Yeah. I'm enjoying it. Rather than trying to get it all done, I'm really savoring mm. it, enjoying it. That's the beauty yeah, of a passion. Something to look forward to each day. Are there any states that don't have enough water for barefoot water skiing? Um, no, because my fun spot oh, okay. is down all of them. So, yeah. my husband and I, we just bought a sea doom. So, if we get stuck anywhere, we'll just hitch it on the truck and go, Perfect. and he can pull me. Do you, um, so I might be Canada now. Perfect. Yeah. Canada is beautiful. Um, you know, it's like the northern United States, so you got to go at the right time of year, otherwise you'll freeze. But, uh, you know, it's very similar weather to Ontario, which is right above you. But I think you get a lot more snow than we do because you get the north wind off of Lake Ontario. So, I have barefoot in really? the snow. If we're at that 44 wow. degree weather. Do you um do you cold. get up uh, upright on regular water skis and then take them off, or do you just start barefoot? I wear a wetsuit and then I lay back in the water and I ride along on my butt and then put my wow. feet in the water and get up. Very cool. Is it? Uh, yeah. So you don't it's use fun. skis at all? I don't anymore. I did when I was a teenager. Now I just get in the water and That's just awesome. ride and get up. So how through this podcast and uh, just my daily life, how can I help other people to tap into their passion? You know, passion is contagious. Think mm -hmm. about it. It's a ripple. People can feel your energy. And so that ripples outward. The more that you show up every single day fully in your passion, the better off the world is because we can feel each other's energy. So first thing is when you get up in the morning, you have what I call an m, &M morning. You know, and that's four things. You know, you get up, you meditate. You create meaning in your life. You sit there and you think about what is meaningful to you. You know, and then you motivate. You read something motivated, make motivational, inspirational. Think about how you will motivate others. And then movement. You need some movement every day. When you do that m, &M morning, you start creating ripples. People see it and they start, right. they want what you have. And then they start doing those things that you're doing. And then the next thing you know, passion starts yeah, rippling. I love down. it. That's awesome. You've got a great website. It's called yourpassionschool.com. Tell us about your website and what we can find there. It's yourpassionschool.com and um, agelesspassion.com. Okay. Both of them. Uh, so you'll find me on social media at agelesspassion.com. Okay. We will send everybody there. We put uh, links right in the show yeah. notes so people just tap on it. You don't have to get off the treadmill and write, write something down. You can just uh, tap on it, take you straight there. So that's awesome. Well, I've really enjoyed talking to you this morning. Um, 
You may not know this, but I'm on the West Coast, so we started at 6 a.m. And uh, I love it because everybody is still asleep. My phone's not ringing, no emails, so I can just focus on this. And I've had a great time. So thank you so much. I've enjoyed it. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Newtown Big Dreams podcast with your host, Luke Menkes, and his authentic guests. And we love our listeners and hope you subscribe now to learn more about the amazing journeys of our incredible guests who relocated to find a new town, big dreams. And remember, make your dreams big.